Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 104 of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast. And today, it is a gorgeous, sunny Tuesday afternoon. We are here at the Von Trapp Beer Hall. Von Trapp Beer Hall. In uh, Stowe, Vermont. In Stowe, Vermont, at, have... the, at the Trapp Family Lodge in Stowe, Vermont. You're really doing a good job. You've done yeah, this before. Yeah, I've done this once. Yeah. <laughs> we have Sam Von Trapp, son of the owner, and J.P. Williams, brewmaster. Gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Hey, thank Thanks you. for giving us really an excuse to drink in the afternoon. <sighs> it's it's yeah. a pleasure. He's all mine. JP only yes. drinks when we're doing podcasts. Uh, that's it. Yes, yes. 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 That's he's a teetotaler every other day. Or when his best friends are getting yes. married. Uh, yes. That's it. Yep. Yep. That that yeah. yes. And before six-year-old uh, football practice. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, gentlemen, thank you so much for having us. This is fantastic. Um, let's start with what are we drinking right now? Drinking the Hellas Lager, which is our flagship. My dad created the brewery to make the Hellas. And Hellas in German just means bright. And uh, I'll let JP. That's why we got JP yeah, that's, here. Yeah, uh, that's our aspects. You know, your classic Bavarian town has a, a Hellas. It's a session beer. It's low ABV, 4.8. As Sam mentioned, uh, Johannes wanted that uh, beer. You know, it's a beer. It's mm. uh, you know, there's no, there's no hiding your imperfections behind 300 pounds of hops and fruit, fruit additives oh, and yeah. you know whatnot. Lactose. So uh, it's it's bare bones. It's beer. Um, it, it's how beer is made properly using the purity laws, and uh, it's one of uh, the brewmaster's favorite beers. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Being yourself. Being myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and brewmasters in general. Yes. Yeah. And so. the, the whole thing, my dad was going to only make the Hellas when we started the brewery. Right. And then uh, we said, well, we might want to make some other things. And now, we've, now we make about now we, 12 beers over the course of a year with our seasonals and specialties. Yeah. But this is our go-to. And again, it's the one that we drink most often because we, yeah. you know, we're in here a bit. Yep. Um, it is 4.9. Not to, not to disagree with the brewmaster. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 4.9. <laughs> That's what it says on the label. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. That works. Okay, amazing. So I didn't realize you had 12 different beers. That's, uh, that's a decent lineup. So four year-round, four okay. seasonals, and yeah. then four specialties, which is basically an excuse to do like a mini a mini seasonal sprinkled yeah. throughout the year. I assume yeah. this is probably being this is early September. This is probably coming into uh, big time for you guys, being a German-themed or Austrian-themed brewery with uh, Oktoberfest and such. Oktoberfest is by far the biggest mm. seasonal that we do. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah it's... Yeah. Uh, you know, it's tis the time time to uh, drink beer outside with the beautiful weather. You know, it's cooler nights and the beautiful uh, foliage here in Vermont, but also the harvest time uh, throughout the world. And yeah, uh, you know, a good uh, hearty beer for a good hearty meal. So. And it's getting cool enough, as you said, that I can wear my later hose at our <laughs> Oktoberfest in order to do the ceremonial. Uh, tapping of the cakes. Nice. And when JP can't wear his later hosen because I gave them away. <laughs> oh. I apologize. We'll get you more. I, I won't probably yes. fit them anymore. But. <laughs> that, is, that is terrible. Yeah. You're going to need them. Though. I know. Well, yeah. When is the Oktoberfest? September 22nd this year. So okay, our, so our Oktoberfest consistently uh, starts the same date as Munich. Okay, yeah. and that's Although Munich. ours is really a one-day event. I mean, we're celebrating Oktoberfest through the season, but, you know, whereas Munich is a two-week-plus event... Um, ours is, is mostly one day. Single day. Yeah. Why is it 
what do they do it that day? Because uh, all the ones in, in Quebec and Ontario and everything around, everyone's doing their events that day, and I always thought it was strange. Yeah. Well, it's the 21st, 22nd. So the reason Oktoberfest starts in September is originally it actually happened in October, but then when it became a two-week event, because it's an outdoor event, because there's so many people, you want to uh, get catches. they wanted to, to start it earlier in the season because if they waited till October to start and went two weeks in, it could be getting pretty cold. Yeah. Well, that was very simple. I, in online, educate myself <laughs> online on that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So let's get into the stories then. Uh, maybe we'll start with JP. Yeah. Um, how'd you get into beer? How'd you become a brewmaster? Uh, you know, I, I probably have a very similar story to a lot of people here in the States uh, that you go to your, uh, you know, your college, your, uh, your local or far away college, depends on where you went. I went to New Hampshire, uh, being a New Jersey boy um, myself, so I'm uh, closer to the New York City where I grew up. Uh, you know, we, we go to college, and what do you do in college? You drink. You wonder, you know, and you you, you you find that good beer, and you find that good uh, style. So um, what we did is we just decided to uh, start homebrewing in college, and then after college, I uh, came out and worked at Magic Hat uh, nice. for over a decade, and a lot of the brewers in Vermont, a lot of the... They all went through there. They all went through there. So we call it like the farm league, you know, that's where people, you know, where you, where you became, uh, and I had some great friends, some great mentors that went through there. Uh, did you work you know, with Matty O from I did, yeah. So he was, the, he was the head brewer when I was the packaging yeah, manager there. Nice. And then Todd Hare, who uh, owns Foam down at the waterfront, was the brewmaster. Oh. So there, it's a very small world. That's cool. And, uh, you know, then Mike Gerhardt's up at uh, Hill Farmstead. So there's, there's, wow. there's, our reach is strong. So <laughs> uh, my buddy who works in South Korea right now, he won, he won it. I mean, obviously I won it because Ooh. we make the best beers. But uh, uh, <laughs> obviously, but, uh, I mean, South Korea, he's, you know, they're, they're having a lot of fun out there. They like their beer in South Korea. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're uh, yeah. to be a new thing out there. Beer halls all over the place in yeah. South Korea. Did they pick yeah. a style? Do they run with German or they run with Belgian? Or I think it's just craft in general. Just I think they're just, the beer is just everything. a boom out there. I think in general they're more lager focused, though. It's one of the interesting yeah. things about the world is that, you know, whereas in the U.S. and in the U.K., there are a lot of ales drunk, but then you go in the rest of the world, lagers are, you know, in South America, in Central America, in China, lagers Weather-wise, everywhere. you think, uh, is that to do with weather and cuisine, I would assume? Like, it pairs with everything. And then lighter food, Asian food tends to to be a little lighter? You know, it, it could be that, and I of, I've often thought that it had to do with the fact that when they started drinking beer, you know, the Germans were very clearly, well, obviously Belgium's got great great beer as well, but, but Germans have such a history with beer, and I felt like that was them having the influence. I also thought, like, Mexico, known for their lagers, True. and they were at one point under control of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. So I wondered if maybe it was that. It didn't last very long. <laughs> no, still. Who knows? At least the beer did. But, yeah. but a lot of these places are warm, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, you don't want and, a, and you don't want a giant stout. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Nice Guinness. But, nice, but uh, ales <laughs> are clearly associated. American beers are clearly associated with ales yeah. nowadays. And so, yeah. like in Mexico, they'll say this is an American beer. And it's an mm. IPA. So now we, oh. we've co-opted the IPA from Great Britain and right. now have you know, put our America. twist on it, not mm. ours because we right. don't make one. Correct. Um, but I mean, but, one is but, one of the greatest yeah. IPA states in, in the Union. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and now it's considered a, an American style of beer. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very cool to see it happen. Yeah. Okay, so you went, you took the home brewing, you worked at Magic Hats, yep. and then, and then did you, what did you hear from him? I came over to uh, Von Trapp. I uh, had a great interview with uh, Johannes Von Trapp. Uh, we drove around the property and uh, basically just talked, you know, and that was a very uh, laid-back interview coming from the corporate world of brewing. You know, I was used to uh, driving to Rochester, going over to High Falls, Genesee, and, mm-hmm. you know, nothing against that. I have no, no part of that, you know, nothing wrong with that country. I love that part of the country. It's... Uh, 
but you know, having working here now and not working on Route Seven in Burlington, I prefer the commute any day of the week. So, yeah. um, you know, it's a family-run company. It's a, it's a great company to work for. And yeah, we, uh, we can from here. We can see the uh, Still Mountain Resort. We can actually see the tops of the chairlifts right, right. up there. We're looking at the top of the gondola. Ah. We're looking at the highest point in Vermont. Yeah. Is that the place with the red, the red? Chairlift things? Um, uh, the gondola cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, because I'm yeah. not a ski person, so I, but I've seen them yeah. here in the winter. Otherwise, right. so we're driving past on the way down the 108, and they, I, I saw yes. like one of the lodges yep. there, yep. and they had the cars going. Yep. yep. I guess people still hike or whatever. And this is this is one of the uh, you know one of the most respected mm-hmm. alpine resorts in the east. Right. Uh, it used to be considered the Aspen of the East, the ski cool. capital of the East. So okay. so yes, nice to be at a brewery that's 15 minutes yeah. from the mountains. Absolutely. Plus, you were really looking for a pay cut, so he went for what you <laughs> You were overseeing 56 people, you know, and your yeah. team. And, and I went down to one. He came here, uh, and he had one assistant here, and he had to load it. the kegs. He was loading the kegs himself. Yep. Um, he and his assistant. Yep. And uh, But it meant that he got to be here in time to be part of the planning of this whole new brewery. Correct. So he, his fingerprint is all over that design. It yep. was at JP's request that we have indoor bulk malt silos. Right. So the, that what we saw before yeah. was, I guess, a newer part from when it started? You did mention it. Been brewing for about three and a half years in this facility. Yep. Okay. And our initial facility was up the hill, and it was a classic story, retrofitted space. Right. You know, put in the move the bakery upstairs, yep. put the brewery in the basement. Concrete, rip it out. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Right. Okay, yep. cool. So that gets us to here. So Sam, since we do have a bit more time with JP, that we might as well go to both your stories. Do you want to touch on, I don't want to go into it too deep, but the family history. Um, I was we were reading, I'd seen the movie in the 80s and I forgot that it, I didn't realize it was all the same thing and we actually read the, the, the transcript of the movie. It's just so hectic, I forgot like how deep that, that got, There was a lot, there was a lot intense. going on in there. Yeah. Um, do you want to maybe just run through that from your perspective and what that is and then how you got into the beer world from the, from the ski lodge? Yeah, so the, the quick version, uh, The Sound of Music, the, the musical The Sound of Music is based on my family's story and my grandmother, Maria Von Trapp, married the Baron and in the musical, it seems like they get married and leave Austria immediately, but they actually spent 11 more years in Austria. Okay. Had a couple kids over there, a couple of daughters. My dad, uh, my grandma was pregnant with my father when they escaped Austria in 1938. They okay. came to the U.S. They were professional singers. They traveled around and sang. Uh, they moved up to Vermont in 1942. Okay. Uh, they family home became a hotel in 1950. Okay. They continued to sing professionally through early 1956. Then they spread out, did different things. My dad ended up uh, living overseas, actually lived in New Guinea. Uh, oh, you wow. being an Aussie, you, know yeah. where, you actually know where New Guinea is. I actually did. And, uh, <laughs> and they gave a concert tour through Oz and uh, wow. New Zealand as well, and I think that's how they came aware of, of New Guinea. My dad spent a couple years in New Guinea. That's crazy. Came over, ended up going to college at Dartmouth, uh, Dartmouth College in here in New Hampshire, in New Hampshire, New Hampshire. Uh, which has a bit of history with beer. And the right. movie Animal House was actually written by a classmate of my dad's at Dartmouth. Right. And I ended up going to Dartmouth as well uh, when I was convincing my dad or trying to convince my dad to, to try more craft beer in the sort of early to mid 90s. Oh, you're he ahead was of the game. saying I was a little ahead of the game. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah. My friends used to make fun of me, That's and uh, and it's funny too to look at what what I drank then that was considered craft because most of those breweries. Uh, either don't exist anymore or aren't really considered craft anymore. Would that be like Yingling? Well, so like, uh, I, you know, I actually didn't know Yingling. Yingling wasn't up into New England. Um, okay. Pete's Wicked Ale was one of the ones that, when you bring up Pete's Wicked Ale, a lot of people get a smile on their face. I didn't drink the strawberry <laughs> one. It was a regular Pete's Wicked. That was a good. How would you describe the regular Pete's Wicked? It was a 
just like an unfiltered ale that was like one of the first yeah. unfiltered ales. But it was ales good. Ales it was yeah. really dark. Yeah. Like, I mean, compared to most. Yeah. Where were they out of? Mass, I believe. Okay. Wicked. Okay. I'm assuming so Wicked. Yeah, with the Wicked yeah, name. And, somewhere in New England. Uh, yeah. But you know, like Saranac was yeah. one of the ones that was out oh, yeah. back then, yeah. and uh, uh, there was another one that Matt's did. I can't remember. But um, so I was trying to get my dad to try more craft, and he said, you know, I see what you're talking about, but where are the loggers? And at that point, there were hardly any. I mean, Anchor was out, I think. Um, but, you know, and I'm sure Sam Adams was probably already brewing back then, but I don't the 90s, remember, yeah, they, yeah, I don't the remember really having it back then. Yeah. But anyway, he, he said, I see what you're talking about, where are the loggers? Right. He, he was wondering what these beers that he would have when he went back to Austria, that crisp, clean lager, uh, and he decided he wanted to replicate that. And then he thought about it for a couple decades. I returned to the family business in 2007 mm-hmm. after working in the ski industry. And so I'd worked uh, in South America and in Colorado and um, actually the best brewery in South America uh, at that time mm-hmm. was uh, had a German name. So it was very clear, Kunstmann beer. It was very clear <laughs> the German influence. Um, I came back here and started putting a lot of energy into projects that I was doing, and my dad got re-inspired and decided to just totally eclipse all of the projects that I had done by doing something way cooler and way bigger, and we started our first brewery. Amazing. So you started it with him? So yeah, so I was involved. We had a a director of food and beverage who was Swiss, who really loved beer, and so he was really excited to, to put a lot of energy into the planning. Uh, we got um, amazing advice from Greg Noonan, uh, founder of Vermont Pub and Brewery, and a legend in the name, not yes. only the Vermont craft room mm-hmm. scene but the the U.S. Lager, scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Greg literally wrote the book on on brewing lagers, so he yeah. helped us with the design. So it was all just sort of cobbled together uh, for the initial brewery. But then when uh, our first brewmaster did a great job formulating uh, initial recipes, and then he went out to start his own brewery. And um, his assistant took over for a little bit and then went to join him. Mm-hmm. And that was when the opportunity came up to bring in JP. And JP was one of our finalists when we were first looking to hire. But as I said, we were not big enough to, to hire JP off the start. But then yes. when we had the plan for this, we could. And boom, now he's here. And now this facility is here. And it's just cutting edge. And I'm sure we'll be showing some B-roll oh, in yeah, here yeah. of the facility. It is a, we, I cannot huge. tell you how many times people show surprise when they come in yeah. and we just hear it over and over again. Yeah. The cleanest brewery I've ever been in. I hear and that you, over yeah. and over again. Now you're referring people. to specifically the, the brew club? To the, to the brew house, yeah. yeah the whole the brew house and cellaring. I mean, just everything. and, yeah, and the, mess around. The fact that, uh, that JP was, was involved in the decision-making process the only thing we didn't go with was the automated hops dispenser. Yeah. For yeah. thirty or forty thousand euros, <laughs> JP said, "There's nothing wrong with opening your tanks occasionally yeah. and looking inside." Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. We got everything else and yeah. the indoor bulk malt silos. Um, actually, I believe uh, unique here in the Northeast. Hey, I can think. You explain what that is. Yeah. So the bulk, the big malt silos for the bulk okay. malts usually are going to be outside, so they're subject to temperature fluctuations, funky weather. Uh, you know, the sun's shining on one side in the morning and the other side in the afternoon. Uh, you're bringing in, when it's really cold in the middle of winter, you're bringing in malt at negative 10 Fahrenheit and you're mixing it in with hot water and you're trying to hit your strike temp, but, you know, it's, it's shifting that. So right, right. indoor bulk malt silos help to control quality on a bunch of different levels. Right. Yeah. Okay. Was that in the, I guess we didn't, did we see that? So we have no, we uh, we're going to see that. It, we'll they that. may be seeing it right now because we right will get that B-roll <laughs> later and then you will see it. I love yes. it. Okay, amazing. So that was, I'm sorry, this was that three and a half years ago? This three and a half years ago. Three and a half. So you joined yeah. at three and a half? Uh, no, I was this, pr- uh, previous, you had the uh, I, uh, 2012, 2012. 2012 you joined, yeah. I think, yeah. And okay. um, so we worked for a couple of years at the older brewery uh, while we, while this brewery was in planning. So it was, uh, I got to um, 
go from a giant under barrel brewery to a uh, 15 barrel two vessel as Sam mentioned uh, you know shoehorned together yeah and, way more uh, exercise uh, oh yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely and then uh, obviously to a 50 barrel which we have now which uh, right. you know it's cutting edge as Sam mentioned Rolex is some of the best brewery equipment in, in the world so amazing we're lucky to have it it's super super sick let's going to talk about the, the style so clearly everything was everything is essentially could, could you say every year is lagered or are there any ales here uh, yep, so we do have several ales, uh, obviously Kolsch being one of them. Okay. Um, we also do um, uh, uh, Hefeweizen, yep, yeah. so a Hefeweizen style vice beer uh, that obviously is an ale. And then we have some uh, future work that we will be doing as well, uh, Alt Style, which is uh, an ale. And then we've, okay. we've also talked about just doing just a straight German ale. Um, so there's many other options out there, obviously. Uh, but, you know, it is funny that. You know, when we first were in old brewery, the older brewery, uh, the original name was Trap Lager Brewery, uh, but we we moved on to Von Trap Brewing to kind of yeah. round out our books a first, little bit. You know? My dad and I compromised <laughs> by adding the Von. Right. Trap Lager did just roll right oh, off yeah. the top. It's pretty cool. And yeah. then everybody said you got to use the Von. You know, name recognition is is important. And obviously, anyone who's watching this knows enough about the beer industry to know that it's really crowded. There are a ton of breweries out there. So right. so helping people give your beer. That first shot, yeah. uh, the name helped. They didn't want us to pigeonhole ourselves with lager. I yeah. feel like we could have. There are plenty of breweries that have the word the ale in their name that make a couple of lagers. Oh, absolutely. But absolutely. what's funny, though, is that even the uh, of the ales that we make, uh, with the Kolsch being the one that we make the most of, it's still lagered. Yep, yep <laughs> so, it's a longer beer. You know, right. so, but yeah, all our beers, and, and you probably know this, but lager actually just means to store in German. So a lager is a beer yeah. that is stored for an extended period right. of time. So Obviously, weeks, you know, you've got the top fermenting versus bottom fermenting yeast and all that, but really the, the name came from the fact that it was being stored. Back right. when it was first named, it didn't know of different types of yeast here. Right. You know? So, uh, so okay, I, lo- I love that you guys have, have done this. I think it's like, it was always interesting to me when I first started... Uh, discovering because I'm, you know, I'm from Australia. I was kind of stuck in Canada for a while. Good old immigration is a good time. Yeah. So I was stuck for about three or four years and wasn't able to leave, knowing that some of the best beer in the country is 45 minutes, you know, from the border right there. And uh, so since it's probably been about two years or so now, so I've been coming more. And then I, a friend put me onto you guys. He gave me the the double IPL. I had that recently. Oh yeah, yep. which is a, which is gold. Double um, IPL, and I, this was the only other beer I had. I just double checked on Untaps. I've had this before on the Double IPL, but yep. that was it. Yep. And I always thought it was such an interesting move, being from a place like Vermont, like we were just saying before about uh, th- this is probably the best, arguably the best IPA region, mm. whether it's Vermont or New England in the country. But you guys have chosen very specifically ahead of the craft beer resurgence of lager, lagers and dry hops, you know, pilsners and stuff, to do that. Um, so I guess that just came from your dad's, uh, I guess, you know, love of the beers when he went back home. He wasn't born there, but... Yeah, was wasn't born there, but, but spent time had, had his first beer there. Right, and, so is that an affinity for this that. Yeah. So did, did he just feel like you said, you just, there was just, where's the lagers at? Because every brewery yeah. generally made them, I would say in the 90s, arguably, you'd know better than me, that every brewery at least would have lagers and then the rest of the stuff would come. Because I guess Sierra Nevada didn't come out like the one of the first hoppy beers, the pale ale. Probably in the 90s, I believe. Yeah, I feel that Sierra's, though, the, the first lager that I'm aware of from Sierra, I think would have been their, their Pilsner. I mean, they maybe the Oktoberfest that they did as a um, collaboration with German breweries. Yeah, but, but most of these bigger breweries, um, just thinking of some of the really good breweries that started making more lagers recently, 
you know, Lagunitas added their Pilsner mm. further down the line. Uh, Firestone Walker, yeah, you know, I think added that later. Um, but you my, did bring up Anchor. Anchor was one yeah, of the Anchor was out there, there way early. Anchor, well, Anchor, yeah, Anchor yeah. Steam. Because that's technically yep. Kelly Cullman, I guess, is what yep. they call it now. Yeah, but, I guess but, it, it, is, but it is a lager. Right. Oh, it's yep. a lager beer. Yep. It's a steam beer, that's what they say. Yeah, so it's yeah, steam yeah. beer, yeah. Is there anyone who can call it that? Everyone else has to call it California Cullman. Right, right. I really like them. They were an interesting beer, but I didn't but, realize but, yeah, that. Yeah, that's a lager. Yeah, okay. But yeah, Sam Adams, I think, I'm pretty sure Sam Adams, because there's a group of like 87, 88 breweries to shoots. Vermont Pub and Brewery you brought mm-hmm. up Greg Noonan before so there is a bunch of, of those early first go at it Fritz Maytag being one of them at, at uh, Anchor Steam but I'm not quite sure about lagers because you know a lot of these home brewers that were doing this in their garage and that started investing capital into making it weren't putting in the capacities to make lagers because the banks wanted their money and it, yeah. lagers take no. 40 days to make as opposed to an ale where here's a, here's a check in two weeks you know right. what I mean so, and if, um, if you're home brewing and you don't have precise like control of yeah. fermentation temps and cold storage yeah so it's so much easier to home brew lager and it's easier to, to mass produce yeah. Uh, or ales, ales of course. and easier to mass produce the ales as well. So, um, yeah, it, I think uh, that that really is what it came down to: yeah. flipping the tanks quicker yeah. and making it. It's really hard to hide a mistake Very. in mm-hmm. a 4.9 ABV, 20 IBU beer mm-hmm. that has no other additives. Yeah, you know? very true. Yeah. Um, it strikes me as a risk almost, like it's a larger today in today's climate I don't think so much but when you guys started it seemed like it would have been like it's a risk that kind of like it's almost like you preempted the the interest into it to make only German style beers I think it's very rare they hadn't seen that before and I think it's more more so here in the moment when everyone's the IPA pop obsessed it, it was considered a risk and plenty of people told my dad that and I think that only galvanized like, right, his, <laughs> his resolve to stick with it yeah he, right. uh, and it was the I gotta say when when we first, so we first produced in this facility in 2015, sort of did our first brew, sort of what, spring of 2015, mm-hmm. first went to market late May, early June mm-hmm. of 2015, uh, got our first GABF medal out of this facility oh, yeah. in September of 2015. Oh yeah. Uh, so a, a silver medal for the Pilsner. <laughs> for the Pilsner. And, uh, and it was pretty neat because the, one of the big takeaways as the, the journalists were writing up the GABF event, one of the big takeaways was loggers are back. So it's a pretty neat vindication for my dad, who had been having to tell bankers and distributors and all these other people, <laughs> everyone was saying, you can't go to market without an IPA. Right. And my dad said, watch me. So it was kind of neat. Now that like said, that. we would probably sell more beer right now if we made an IPA, but sometimes when you draw a line in the sand, yeah. you also say we're gonna stick with it. And one of the sort of fun things that we talked about briefly earlier is that we are doing some contract brewing for some other yes. brands that we're really proud to work with. And so that's a chance for, for JP to show people the quality of IPAs that he's able to brew with our system. Right. So we, we do actually get to make some IPAs. They're just not under the Von Trapp name. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of my next question. I was going to say, we spoke about this earlier, JP. Like, um, and like as a brewer, yeah. I assume it's kind of like part of the fun to be like, all right, we're going to make this now. We're gonna do, and they're all different. Otherwise, it becomes this like machine and you feel like a robot, I've heard. You know, particularly at a brewery like Magic Hat, just pumping it out. You yeah. can't make a number nine all day. Yeah, like, yeah. That would be annoying. So... I guess, is that cool for you to be able to make these really high-quality German-style beers and then be able to sort of 
try something completely off-brand and something sort of fun as a brewer, or, or is it like... To me, uh, you know, fun is making lagers, not fun is making these giant hoppy beers, because I'm <laughs> okay. putting in 500 pounds of hops, so I'm up yeah, and down so the like stairs the all day long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's when I wanted to get that hop in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What did that do? Just puts it in from the top. All those things that are up the top? The the, yeah, the hop, they like, they instantly put the uh, load of hops in as, it's like a safety precaution, so you don't need to open like a, a, a warm oh, like Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it just injects it into the kettle. Yeah, if we'd known okay. we were going to be doing all that content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not to mention that, but our Whirlpool isn't like necessarily cut. Like, um, so Whirlpool's like, you know, you don't, the big, these true piles for of spent hops after their brews are gigantic, and we have a lager brew house, so they're, they just weren't cut correctly. So we do have a higher loss for that. But, yeah. you know, back to your point, you know, IPAs. To each its own. I love IPAs. I like a nice balanced IPA. There's so many IPAs out there that almost look like orange juice. Again, I'm not, um, you know, yeah. it's, you do, yeah, exactly. yeah. See, to me, but to me, it's just, um, you know, it's an acquired to it. You know, like some people like one style of music and other people like another style. Right. Um, I just, I enjoy making these beers. Um, they're challenging. Um, so if we did have an issue, we'd be able to see it right away. Um, you know, we have a we have a great staff who take tremendous pride in what we do. Um, so it's not necessarily um, too repetitive, especially as Sam mentioned. We're do we do twelve different styles, so we um, we have variety in our life. You know, so Sounds and then good. every now and then we do sprinkle in these these you know beers with adjuncts and hops that we can have fun. I mean, fun as well. You know, so. right. That was actually the next thing, like the IPLs. Like that was, I was yeah. almost surprised. And then this bad boy here, yeah, Hoppy Pilsner. Yeah. Like, I just saw this on the way here. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Style the wedding, that's actually the wedding beer. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was brewed for, by and for our head brewer's wedding. Yep. Yeah. So, your wedding? No. Well, oh, so I yeah, I had I know, I know. It all so, so yeah, our well, head happened to be. So, <laughs> so his second in command. Two, I think. He, um, who JP actually recruited because they knew each other from high school. Right. And JP brought him up because he had a, a great work ethic and intelligence and integrity and uh, was was playing around with some homebrewing already on his own, but but definitely learned the industry from JP. And it was pretty cool having oh, his way. He got married on at the Trap Family Lodge. That's and insane. he got to brew, he got to pick what beer he wanted to brew for the and wedding. One and then we got to to take the extras to sell here in the beer house nice. and on a limited basis in the state of Vermont. So it's is been that, fun. That was recent? That was... Uh, last week. Yeah, we're oh, still wow. recovering. Okay. We're go. still recovering <laughs> from that wedding. That was Saturday night. Be dangerous. Oh, wow. I'm really yeah. not drinking right now. I'm like yeah. shaking. Inside, <laughs> yeah. I'm shaking. Yeah. 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 Right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. But I it's, it's, it's the one. same it's recipe. Just, I mean, we're not... Same we, recipe. They're the same recipe. One's using both... Czech style hops, the others using American style hops. I'm sorry, I'm crossing over the no, sound. That no, made no, it no, mad. No, but uh, so West Coast hops, European hops. You know, so it's yeah, it's. Gotcha. Uh, is it is it noticeably fruitier or anything like that? I think so. Uh, yeah. And we we um, I believe they have some draft here. We can get you a sample in a little bit, but. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, it has that Simcoe uh, first hop edition, so it's yeah. got that, you know, that piney. Um, so, but it does have a, a great floral aroma on the back end. And it was not dry hop just because we didn't want to um, overpower it. He was worried, you know, and again, it's his wedding beer, so yeah. he can make these decisions all he wants. So, uh, but it, it was a great beer. It was really uh, well done by him. And, uh, you know, Tom Everett is his name. If he watches it, ever with two T's, and uh, that's his inside joke. But uh, he does, he did a great job on that beer. So um, that's and, sick. So, and we got to do some special labels for internal use for yeah. his wedding guests, yeah. which nice. was fun. Yeah, like yeah. A, I love with, that. With stuff. you know yeah, information on the wedding, yeah. on their so their cool. relationship, yeah. and 
Yeah. It's very cool. It's uh, something that I guess it's a bonus of working at a brewery. Yeah. Yeah, something cool like that. Um, I really like that. So, I mean, like the, the IPL then, I'm, I was really curious about something like that being that it was the, and you look at the lineup, it was the one to me that was like, you know, picked the odd thing out that seemed still IPL. So, it's yep. still a lot of beer, but so what was the, why did you guys want to move into that sort of? Uh, Sales. <laughs> I would say, yeah, yeah. I would say people wanted hoppy beers, yeah. and so we said, okay, well, you know, you, you're trying to. It, it's always tough in life whenever you're stuck between two sort of important things, yeah. and so one thing is staying true to what we've said we were going to do uh, and our styles, and then the other thing is when you're trying to be the best partner you can be to your distributors and to your consumers. And so right. if you've got people coming in and saying, I really like hoppy beers. And in the beginning, we'd say, okay, well, our, our Pilsner at 42 IBUs, that's going to be your best option. Well, then it was fun to have a, a double IPL. Mm. And, um, which is an 8%, I believe. Which was an 8%, side. yeah. And It was pretty and, hectic. It was closer to an I, I was way more hardcore than I thought it was going to be. Mm. I thought it would be a little more like... It was, it was kind of like an IPA. To, to Did you oh, try the great. IPL and the double IPL or just the I double? I checked okay. untapped and apparently I haven't had the IPL, okay. but I had the can yep. of the... But you had the double, yeah, the double. double. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and really the IPL, enjoyed. interestingly, the initial IPL didn't resonate as much with people because I think oh, yeah. a lot of them just didn't know what it was because it was a great beer and it got good scores, mm. but mm. It, it wasn't as big on sales. And as soon as you put the word double in yeah. front, all <laughs> of a sudden, we yeah. couldn't make enough of it. Right, right. You know? wow. It's such uh, a fun thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's so classic. 8%. Yeah. yeah. Again, but uh, very similar to back to the Pilsner, it was the IPL is used with German experimental hops. The double IPL was used with American West Coast hops. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, right, I think that also, like, helped, yeah. like the flavor profile. Yeah, you know, a lot, like uh, the Mandarin of Bavaria has an acquired taste. Fuel Melon, it's like, uh, you know, it's very citrusy. Some people might not like that, you know, but right. everybody loves mosaic, you know? Yeah, so. <laughs> Pilsner? Let's do the pills. Yeah. Hey, I don't want to rush you guys through it. No, no, no worries. Good. No worries. You don't if, have to. If go. I get up, uh, if I get up to get more beers, then uh, you guys can talk. Oh, let's yeah. let's, let's keep chatting. <laughs> um, okay, that makes sense. It was like, yeah, it was just it seemed like the outlier, and I, I quite enjoyed that. From what I understood of you guys, and now we have this locked in. I looked into it a little bit more, and mm-hmm. all my Vermont friends are always regularly mentioning it. Maddie, I think I swear he told us about you when we interviewed him. Last February, I swear you mentioned your name because we were, it was like our first main trip to Vermont. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> some of our first like international outside of Canada podcast. So yep. we didn't really have much of a feel out on the scene. So um, I feel like I was hearing about you guys more and more and more mm. as time goes. But I thought that was just a cool yeah. little like uh, spin off and stuff. Was that, how was that making that type of thing? Was that something like, were you kind of like, uh, well, the IPL we originally, so we did, we have uh, produced the IPL two years in a row. The first year we dry hopped kind of like at the end of fermentation and lagers are very cold to begin with when, when, we, when you brew them. So the, the warmer fermentation temperature is and while you dry hop, the better utilization you get off of, off of said dry hop. So the colder, you're, um, the colder you are being lagers. It's not the best. So the second time around, we put it in during fermentation, which yep. it, um, yeast is very active, so it kicks around the hops a lot, and it's a better utilization. So we found better aromas. So we've gotten better at it. You know, at, at, right out of the gate, we are definitely novices because we're lager it's people. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's hard because, oh, you, like you, we mentioned the the uh, orange juice milkshake beers. <laughs> uh, you and you lager beer, it'll drop. You know, lager storage. You're storing beer. You're it's clarifying while it sits there. So. Uh, we would make these these super hoppy beers that would come out 
you know, not as bright as our Hellas, but, uh, you know, super bright beers to begin with. So, um, you know, no, it's a great, I I love it. I think that's why, like you said, people were just like, so what is this? Just shocked to see like a double IPL clear Mm -hmm. hoppy, the correct alcohol level, you know what I mean? Like not too much burn, you know? So it was, um, you know, it was well-crafted, but uh, again, we have to, you know, we, we are just showing our versatility of how, you know, great of a company and great of brewers we are. And, uh, and it really complements our the rest of our portfolio very well. So, That's cool. Yeah. Showing our humility as well. Yeah, but sometimes, you know what, you, you give into the market. Absolutely. But that's probably, would, that, would you arguably say that was probably the only time so far in the history of giving into that? Being yeah. I mean, I if what we've learned as well, yeah, so we haven't, I mean, there's there are certain Pilsner. styles that, uh, Pilsners, yes. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. Jack Appreciate Pickett, that, manager of the whole beer hall. And local legend. Yep, we Can we go for Uno Moss? Oh, that was as well? for the. Uh, that was for the camera. That was for the other. That was for the tens of thousands oh, okay. who you haven't met yet. <laughs> Can we do one for JP as well, please? And maybe should we do? Uh, oh yeah, sorry. I and let's do a, a few bottles of Kolsch too that we yeah. can sip along the side. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this is. Jack, the... Can we do three bottles of Kolsch as well, please? That's this bad boy. Yeah, way. three Kolsch as well. Yep. So thank you. The Pilsner beer, um, when we when I first originally started at Von Trapp, we did not make the Pilsner. Okay. Uh, that's a newer one of my recipes uh, for this company. And we, that was like a big pushing the envelope of making a hoppy beer. So yeah. you're saying we're yeah. talking about double IPL and IPL right now. <laughs> yeah. like, that was your yeah. original, like, yeah. wait, you like, would whoa, make whoa, what? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first I've heard, because we did a Bohemian style Pilsner and yeah. not, a, not a German, German Pilsner. Yeah. yeah. What is the difference? Uh, well, um, uh, the, the 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 Bohemian has a lot of uh, Czech saw like saws hops, which are um, very peppery, um, almost uh, sweetness, uh, residual sweetness to it. German uh, uses the Hallertau, the, the very uh, noble hops, um, cool. almost has that bite like the Hellas does, so it doesn't have that sweet finish to it. Right. Um, but they are from different regions of Europe, so... Yeah. Um, so Bohemian, basically Czech Republic. Yep, so like uh, a Pilsner oh, Urkel, yeah, like a Pilsner yeah. Urkel. Yeah. So that's why it's got the size. Yep. Yep. And then the German style, like, I thought that maybe I'm getting Bohemian mixed up with Bavarian. Oh, right, right yeah. Right, and, and of yeah. course, that was an area that at one point was under... Con- control of German-speaking people, you know, because, of course, things were very fluid when you look back in history, yeah, back you know, sort of what, at, during what area, what, yeah. but, but so they also had a lot of that history, but there's great Pilsners, obviously, that come out of Czech Republic, and yes. uh, so one right. of the big things we haven't touched on yet is the water, and that just thinking of, uh. thinking of Czech brewing made me think of water, mm. and these amazing, you know, m- many hundred-year-old breweries over there that have been using the same like, well or the same spring the whole time. And the water here was a huge key. And right. so one of the reasons that that we feel our beer is is difficult to replicate, and, and frankly, one of the reasons that, that when yet another person decides they're gonna make a Hellas, you know, we're like, okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> because with this water, we have this amazing spring that right. produces uh, perfect mineral profile. Mm-hmm. So we are doing uh, no conditioning of our water for these beers. We're not taking anything out. We're not putting anything back in. Right. And it's just, it, it, I believe it's one of the huge keys. I, I think that there are five reasons for the quality of our beer. And I think it's the water. It's the, the other ingredients, the quality of the malts and hops that we use. It's the facility that we have with, uh, with this amazing Rolex brew house. Mm-hmm. It's the team that we have, JP and the folks he's put together. 
And then it's my father's commitment to excellence to not cutting corners mm. at any point. And, and I believe that those five factors come together. And um, yeah, the water is, is huge. And I happen oh, yeah. to have that same water uh, on tap at my house. Yeah, it's, it's the it's drinking like, water at my house and my parents' house and our sugar house where we make our maple syrup. Amazing. Yeah. And we use it for snowmaking <laughs> so as well. <laughs> Different source. Gross. Okay, that's definitely, oh wow, mm. that's definitely different. Yeah. See, this is so this that, one was awarded, uh, it was a, well, the silver at GABF uh, 2015, and I believe that is the only Vermont GABF medal in the past three years. Jeez. Uh, still, Vermont's, like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean Lawson was uh, World Beer Cup, yep. yep. Um, and, then, yep. and then, um, yeah, and then World Beer Cup, we had a, oh, that was a gold for Kolsch. Uh, uh, that, uh, no, um, U.S. Beer Open. Oh, that was U.S. Uh, Open yeah, Beer. Yeah, there's yeah, so many. Yeah, okay. So many different Yes, yes, yeah. I know. There's a lot now. Yeah, yeah U.S. Open, the Kolsch took a gold just recently. Uh, and Congrats. the Bach, which awesome. we don't have here now, took a bronze. But uh, at the New York Beer Competition, New York International Beer Competition, I'm not sure what it's called, um, the Pilsner was gold for uh, Bohemian Style Pilsner and Pilsner Brew of the Year. So I think they sort wow. of took all the the Pilsners together. Dominating. Yeah, so that was great to see. And it's actually, um, the Pilsner is by far our number one seller in the New York market. Really? Uh, Manhattan and Brooklyn, there, right? been loving it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's got that peppery, a little bit, the yeah. peppery finish, um, a little sweet. The sweetness uh, compared to the Hellas. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Did you want the bottle? Yeah, either way. I thank you, so. Yeah. It's, a, it's um, a 12 ounce. Yeah, not yeah. filtered no, again, not filtered uh, lager, so it breaks bright. Um, we do our carbonation levels a little bit on the higher end for our Pilsner or our Hellas. You know, you go to, to these spots in uh, Austria, Bavaria, and you uh, are expecting like a nice head on your beer, such as this fine right Kolsch yeah. right here. Yep. Which uh, portable bottle, actually. We're at, a, well, we're at a Kolsch draft right now. Yeah. So now we're, we're focusing on this guy. So if I may, I do this other thing. The reason why we do the podcast because I did this stupid thing we had to document every beer yeah, that you yeah. drink. And that's get these in here? Well, I'm going to do this one first. Okay, okay. But yep. I want to get you guys in it because it's more fun that way. Yep. I'm just going to hold the bottle. How do I do this one? Like, I can hold the bottle if you want. Oh, you can hold the bottle. Thank you. Yep. And you want to hold up the Pilsners if you like? You don't have to. All right. Hold up Pilsner yep. glass? Glass. Yes. All, All right. right. There we go. All right. Thank you, General. You betcha. We'll get to the caution in a second. All right. Yep. Um, you can put that one back. And yeah, so I know our Kolsch is coming out of bottles because we're all at a draft. We're all at that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Let's. You know what? This is one thing, and I think this is uh, a problem with someone like I, I would consider not absolutely not what you guys were at as far as like an OG in the beer stuff. I only was like about when I 2011. So that's seven odd years ago, seven and a half years ago. I really got into this on a nerd level. Um, so I don't, I don't know why, because I'm, uh, I'm in Canada and I'm focusing on North American beers, I didn't really learn the things I think I should know about the German styles and stuff, which I'm now fascinated with, hence I was looking forward to this quite significantly. What would be, so therefore the difference, we had the Hellas Lager, like can you speak to the differences between say a Lager Pils and a Kolsch, like, and I'm sure it's like subtle or whatever, but I mean, I guess we're just talking about this one, we got the Sars a little sweeter, it's peppery. Um, versus the Hells, which was, I guess, kind of bready and maltier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and lower, and just lower hops, too. I mean, a yeah. Hellas, a Hellas versus Pilsner. Okay. First thing that comes off to my mind when I think of a Pilsner versus a Hellas is higher higher hops Hopping, in yep. the Pilsner, unless yep. it's a Miller Lite, which is like 
<laughs> eight, or, right. eight or 12 IBUs. Right, not but, much uh, at all. Yeah. Call, yeah. They call themselves a pilsner. No yeah. offense, Miller Lite. Right. I have drunk quite a few when I'm on hey, we're cold, cold there. in warm situations. <laughs> when uh, there's no other option. Yes, when there's no other option, exactly. When the other option was a, yeah, some overly, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, Kolsch style is guys, and actually, technically, we should be calling it a Kolsch style because we are not within 50 kilometers of Cologne, oh, Germany. So it's yeah. kind of like cognac, champagne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then so the Kolsch, Cologne, hey? Okay. And, and if we had been smarter, so we have a new, a new rule in the brewery, which is if JP suggests making a beer, we just say yes. Because he came to us, you know, three years ago. I think we were just getting going in the new brewery. And he said, you know, I'd like to do a... Uh, I think you suggested Goza and Kolsch within the same time, and it was really funny because at that point there were very few. Um, Gozas around. There were very few Gozas around. Um, we held off on making the Goza uh, initially because another nearby brewery, Goza, was their flagship beer, and we didn't want to. You know, Step it's like that. yeah, there was plenty of other things we could do, so we held off. Then when everyone was making Gozas, we started thinking more about it. We just haven't quite found the time to fit it in the lineup yet. And have the Kolsch, though, you brought it? up. We've played around a little bit, and we have we got some fun stuff. When the Goza comes out, it's yep. going to be really fun. Absolutely. We're going to give it time. Yeah, we had a, we have a fun twist on it that's okay. uh, that's Don't still still yet. still uh, consistent with uh, uh, the the German the uh, styles. And yeah. well, I, technically, a Goza doesn't actually follow the German purity law because it's got salt in it. Yeah. Unless you're in Go, unless you're in Gossen, Gossler, Gossler, so their water was salt in there. That's why the Goza is salty, because the water of their river was salty. But Salzburg, Austria happens to have quite a Salzburg. That's what the salt is in Salzburg. It's from salt production. So they've got some history with salt as well. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're excited when it happens. Have you guys had, sorry to cut briefly, have you had, I had the Riddegut's original Goza. Have you had that? Yes. Yeah? It blew my mind. Like, that's everyone's just copying. A lot of, we did a big tasting with with Sam and the... uh, his father and other people and we uh, we, we talked about what we kind of liked you know like a lot of people love salty uh, very coriander you know because it's salt and coriander those are your two flavors out of, yeah, out yeah. of the Goza and uh, the you know not a, a lot of us were really into the coriander side you know too salty and you're like it's like drinking seawater you know yeah. but uh, uh, little, but, I, but the, you know that is like the original the best, you know, the style so that we good. all like. Totally we did the same thing when we came out with our Weiss beer, you know, we get really involved with everybody. We try when Schneider Weiss was a German style yeah, that we really yeah. liked. You know, that was a little yeah, bit yeah. darker. It's got, you know, that balance of uh, esters and uh, phenols, so it's like not quite banana, too much banana, not too yeah, much cloves, nice. you know what I mean? So it's a nice balance. So uh, we just, right. we do our, you know, you our due diligence stuff, on tasting yeah. everything, so. It's Love fun, it. that's the thing, when you're when you're making styles that have been made for, for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. to some extent it's harder. If, yeah. you, if you invent Luckily a style, <laughs> if you invent a style, then you're gonna, you will define it. Mm. But if you take a style that has been out there for a long time and really, really competent people have been doing it, you actually kind of make it harder for yourself. Yeah. But it's fun for us to, to check out the way other people are doing it. And then, and, and typically, you know, when we make a beer, it's, we're usually drinking uh, a bit of what we consider the gold standard of those beers. Yeah. So yeah. we're drinking Schneider yeah. before we brew a Weiss. Yeah. We're drinking Reisdorf Kolsch yeah. before we make a Kolsch. And, right. and thinking about it in that way. Yeah. Speaking of the Kolsch, I did cut you off when yeah. you were about to describe no, no. that one. 
Oh no, just just that uh, I don't even know what I was gonna say. I would I would leave it to, to JP to, to describe it. So just even if you want to compare the two, I mean, there's like a, a well, level of is this haze or is this the glass? No, there is a little bit of haze in there, and that's the brewmaster is not really too digging on that because a true coal should be a little bit brighter than that. Yeah? Okay, uh, but hey, I'm um, with it. Might be that, it might be that it's coming out of the fridge much colder. Because uh, these are bottles, so they're yeah. coming yeah. from a there different might be cooler, a, a, a not coming off the draft. Of chill yeah. to it, but um, it's an ale, so it's a top fermented yeast. Um, it's, it is wow, fermented it's so different. quite a bit yeah. low, lower temperature. It's crazy. Very low IBU. Um, stylistically, it's right on for IBU-wise and color, SRM. Uh, very simple ingredients. Uh, the best water in Vermont, if not the Northeast. If yeah. not, you know, um, uh, Great German malt. Uh, great ale yeast and great German hops. And a, and a yeah. cool sort of hybrid style in that okay. it's a top fermenting yeast, so it is an ale, mm-hmm. but it does ferment at a lower temperature mm-hmm. than most ales would, and it's then amazing. it lagers. So it basically right. gets more time lagering, which is why why when you don't have chill haze going on, yes. you actually, you will see it, it's going to be much crisper. And so <laughs> yeah. it's a great session beer. So if if you're looking for the that lawnmower beer or that hot day at the beach beer, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you're not going to drink uh, a lager, say you're 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 at some place where they only make ales, the, the Kolsch, that's your session beer, five percent only. That's the way to go. Yeah. So then, this is, and I apologize if this is a bit more basic question, just with the German stuff. I feel like you just don't really discuss it enough. When you see a lot of breweries don't always necessarily do these styles, they will go for a blonde. So a blonde ale, is that just kind of like a take on a Kolsch? Because this is the only ale, technically? I think like the blonde in uh, uh, Canada. In Quebec. Yeah, Yeah. as opposed to the blonde. I think they're like... Oh, they're different. I'm pretty sure I've always wanted to know, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he says. Uh, I have no idea. Here comes the answer. Can I look at my phone real quick? Yeah. I just assumed it was just a blonde ale. I mean, different breweries. I mean, like when I go up to Montreal, it's our closest city yeah. you know yeah, uh, and the, everywhere has a blonde you know what I everywhere mean like has everywhere has a blonde and I would prefer and they to, had this to right. be honest which is why I was curious yeah. like, why are you always doing a blonde I understand the lagering process yeah. but if this is an ale like right. I guess it might seem more cautious I just think it's the yeast they're using I, I, I think it's there's no like stylistic you know like yeah, a blonde, blonde ale was right. not yeah it's not like on the family tree of beers right I mean to me it's just like pale it's pale ingredients it's um each brewery under their discretion on how they want to hop it you know what i mean i'm sure other breweries go big hops and some in montreal might go smaller hops you know i i know two in particular i'm not gonna name them by names but there's some great blondes and there's some not so great blondes you know what i mean so but they're big breweries they're not small breweries so uh but yes it's um it's i believe it's under the discretion of each brewery it's it's more of just a pale ale uh, you know, that's what really I think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really but nice. I've always wondered the same thing, and yeah. I'll often go for it if I'm looking for a more sessionable beer. They're usually yeah. lower in alcohol. Like I said, pale ingredients. Yeah, you know, yeah. But, but I mean, I've had a blonde ale in Montreal with like Belgian style yeast. You can taste it right away. You can, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, Belgian yeast a mile away. Yeah, so it's like. I did not like that, you know what yeah, I mean? I, that threw me, you know what I mean? Because that's like almost into the like Belgian blonde, you know what I mean? That's Which I've heard of, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like I don't... Whole other game. Right. I had one here before up in uh, Burlington, and it was probably one of the best blondes I'd had, but being that I enjoy those, you know, orange juice looking beers, I yeah. really like that stuff. So it was the haziest blonde that I've really ever come across before, but it would build as a blonde ale, so my immediate... Uh, they don't really interest me that much, but if I see the word pilsner or lager, I'm like, 
zoning into and that. And it's hard to find. I spent my birthday in Quebec uh, a couple year? years ago, uh, the, the just just over a year ago, and. The only disappointment of the birthday was that I didn't bring any of our beer with me. <laughs> and, uh, and I love You'll it because Quebec has a lot of great breweries. Oh, and I love being up there. And there are some really good lagers coming out of there yeah. as well. It happened to be I was in a smaller town. Um, you know, I was not in Montreal. I was not in Quebec City. And there weren't a lot of, there weren't really lager options there. Or no craft lager options. Hmm. And yeah. I was a little bummed. So but I remember yeah. that thing about blonde ales made yeah. me remember it because I was... Okay, that's gonna be the closest thing. I guess it is. Yeah. Because this is like, I guess this is the closest thing to a traditional Kolsch, as far as like I said, outside of the Cologne we thing. Like, try to make them as yeah. Aside from as the clarity, aside from the clarity right now, that's yeah. just dead. I mean, from like that's dead traditional. Even yeah. the, the mouthfeel, because it's significantly less. It's done less. great. Yeah. It's done really well. So for you guys? The mouthfeel you were asking. Sorry. No, no, no. It's like yeah. I'm glad it's done good. That's fantastic. The the sharpness. It's only because it's side by side, mm-hmm. or I wouldn't even have context to think about it. It's. It's much smoother mm-hmm. and uh, softer carbonated mm-hmm. than the pills. That that's how a kolsch is supposed to be. Yep. Yep. So the carbonation level will be a little bit lower. Obviously, um, uh, we natural carbonate all of our our lager beer, so it is stored a little bit longer. So it will have the a plumper carbonated bubble. I know I sound like a super beer geek when I say that, no, as I love opposed it. to a forced carbonated. To, that's why you're here. You sound like a beer geek. <laughs> the forced carbonated. It, it's almost like a it's almost like a thin bubble if you taste the difference. And, right. You know, if you taste the pilsner and think about the actual mouthfeel of the CO2 and then taste the Kolsch, uh, it'll feel like a thinner. Um, mouthfeel just from the carbonation alone, you know, right. and then obviously uh, being an ale um, and it was fermented lower 60s, it does create some ester production. So fermentation creates like off flavors of, you know, Kolsch yeast being an ale yeast will have some fruitiness to it. And you do see a little bit of it, but we come way down with our temperature wise to mitigate any of that, you know, because we don't, we're not looking for that big, you know, think of an ale. Uh, you know, I think of the old uh, uh, Ringwood yeast. A lot of brewers in the Northeast started off with that shipyard, Magic Hat, all of the, the, you know, so on and so forth. Red Hooks, they all had that similar taste. It's like the British ale. It's like banana, fruity, you know, and that's not no German style whatsoever. So that we want to completely eliminate that. Uh, But, you know, it's... um, very subtle Hollertau. Hollertau is a very, it's a region of Germany. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great noble hop. Um, you know, the idea is very similar to Helles. You, it's, it's more of a, a malt forward beer, a session summer sipper. You know, once you start bringing up hop volumes, that kind of defeats that whole purpose. Right. Interesting. So there is, this is so many nuances in, in beers that maybe, if you don't know, it's, you know, you're like, oh, it's all the same, you know fizzy yellow water type of thing but it's they're, they're so nuanced and just I haven't really had uh, the opportunity to have maybe like you know three at least these I know we've got more to come but like really well made on side by side to just like these are distinctly different mm-hmm. and, and very different flavor profiles that I guess you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't really pick unless you sort of like you know actually like delve into it I like that yeah so it's it funny that I, I'm I went to a craft beer conference many years ago in Boston uh, they're they're held throughout the country every year, and they become like giant, like uh, trade expos and right. resources for the brew CBC association. Or yep, CBC. Yep. And one of the keynotes many years ago, he owns a brewery out west in San Diego. It was handing out uh, fizzy yellow beer stickers because this is like before when IPAs were just gaining Stand steam. Yeah. You know what I mean, and now it's like. 
Now well, actually, this is around. pretty good busy yellow here. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know what? It's, uh, it's, I, I love that the pendulum's swinging back again. I feel like in like a lot of the, my craft, particularly Vermont friends, because even just from up there, uh, Montreal, as you were sort of speaking to, like Montreal, Quebec in general are a little behind because they're so like in the Belgian game. So like Ontario is really on the, North, on the American styles with the haze and the milkshakes and all the crazy trends. And uh, Montreal's been significantly slower. So it's just been interesting to see like my Vermont friends when I'm sitting here like, oh man, like, I want what you have. And they're like, oh, I just, it's one of pills now. And I always found that so interesting because they were ahead of that. And then I'm catching up to that now. And I find that a lot of the beer nerd friends are in that same world. It's just such a strange uh, cycle. I'm sure it'll come back to me more weird, crazy things. Mm-hmm. And then just come back. It's just like, I'm sure it's a constant thing. I think that was part of my dad's thinking too, creating this brewery was that, you know, trends will shift. But he said, you know, I'm going to make styles that have been made for 500 years. So his thinking was, in Vermont, we're very frugal. We don't, Vermont has sort of yeah. sparse resources. We've, we've got a lot of trees and rocks. Yes. Uh, we grow pretty good apples and good maple syrup. But in general, you have to be really careful to, to make a life in Vermont. And so Vermonters, we tend to, for style, we believe that the, the plaid flannel shirt will always be in. And it so, will. That's and it will. Fact. And it is. It is. And so we <laughs> all have our plaid flannel, and it's always in. Is that a and, wonderful uh, material? And it is. It is. Makes good, good for the episode. Flannel, it yes. does. Yeah. Flannel is a wonderful material. Yes. And so, sorry, this whole idea only popped into my head no, just run now. With it, but, run with uh, it. Um, I've been known for my extemporaneous speaking. Um, <laughs> Great so, work. so basically, that was kind of part of my dad's idea was... You know, he doesn't like to be, he will actually make a point of, of not being sort of stylish, not being en vogue. He prefers to, to go with sort of, I believe in this, not I'm going to do this because this is what we heard they're doing there. And I think he, he said, these are styles of beer which come from our home area and that we believe will always have a place. So there, there may be a day when... No one wants to drink, who knows, some other style. I, don't, I wouldn't want to say anything negative about any style. All styles of beer are good. And you can never say, Subjective, no yes. beer is going to be the best beer in the world. It is the yeah. best beer if you like it. Yes. If, if Miller Lite is your favorite beer, then that's the best beer in the world to you. And, and no one else can, can take that away from you. Sure. But we think that, that lagers will always have a space. I think they will. Because yeah. it is the original beer, right? essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that true? Did I just make that up? That's it. That lagers are the, the original, original beer? beer? It's going to take more research more research to determine. We have to ask Sam Calgione. Well, Dogfish yeah, Head, they, they, yeah. they did that, yeah. like, paleo. Didn't they yeah. do a beer that they found, like, yeah, they uh, beer stone? Uh, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, which is so cool. It. So cool, yeah. the yeah, stuff that they've nuts. been doing. Yeah, so um, it might not be the first beer, but, but it all the day, it was whatever wild yeast wafted in, because the first beers, I mean, those were thousands and thousands of years ago. That's true. When they wrote the Reinheitsgebot in 1516, they didn't even know that that yeast existed so it wasn't listed as an ingredient right boat said you could only have water barley hops and, yeah. and that's even a thing that the hops thing was an evolution if you go back you know a thousand years they would use herbs there were all sorts of different like things that were stuff. used to flavor beer right. uh, up until hops sort of became the dominant strategy mm-hmm. yeah. that's been pretty cool that people discovered that hops uh, if you really want to get deep like 
how sick is that? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, who's the first one to drink that? Like, who's the first one who's like, like I dare you to coding, drink that? Yeah. And they're like, they yeah, drank yeah, it. Like, this is great. Yes, I left some gruel water somewhere for a few days. Who sees cones in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I dare you. Mikey, Mikey won by accepting that challenge. This is the culture. I'm going to get the photo of the culture before I drink it all. Um, Should I do some flights of some of these other ones so we can see a few beers at once? That's and a great sample idea. through some of those? Yeah, let's get the photo so, real yeah, quick. I'm if, gonna, if I may. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I want everybody in you know, it. It's more exciting yeah. that way. All right. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, so, yeah, so grab definitely some flights. Yeah, I am going to grab some flights of... Um, if you have we to need go, Jay, uh, yeah, Junkle, Vienna. I have to go. October. I'm so sorry. No worries. Junkle, October. Um, Poppy. Poppy. Vienna. Perfect. Cool. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Can, do you want people to follow you anywhere on uh, anything? I'm not hip. Um, <laughs> at all. At all. Hey, man. Right on. Really Thank appreciate you so it, brother. Thank appreciate you. Really appreciate it. Yeah. your time, Thank you dude. so much. Pleasure meeting you. Good luck, guys. I hope uh, you win the game. Uh, it's not a game. It's just a practice. It's a practice. I hope you win practice. We are the orange team. We are the orange team. So. Yeah. Right orange on. team. Well, thank you, guys. All right, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate it. I know. Yeah, so for the uh, audio, most people can understand. JP uh, had to dip. He uh, is coaching a, uh, I believe it's a Little League uh, six-year-old football game. Yes. Oh, wow. We went over. We went over, poor guy. I hope he's not uh, in trouble. Oh wow, it's nearly an hour in. Nice. They were looking pretty good. So this is this is fantastic. I'm real honestly so far. Fave is the pills. I didn't realize that pills was one of my favorite. I guess I just realized the uh, the pepperiness and the um, uh, the sweetness in comparison. The Hellas Lager was fantastic as well. Kolsch is definitely cool. Maybe because it's an ale. Um, it's a it's a different kind of vibe. It's um, it's, it's a little bit creamy almost. Oops, man, the flies are coming in here. Mmm. Yeah. Um, bready, tangy. Sorry, guys, I'm just noting these down. Multi, solid. I love it. Um. So basically, this place is it is gorgeous. It's like a full German uh, beer hall. You know, huge, um, like angled a a frame ceiling, um, tons of wood. It's a um, you know a very typical German style uh, bar, and you're looking at the wind. I can imagine how gorgeous this is in the winter, like looking at snow covered mountains and stuff. And like, I'm sure there's like um, fireplaces or something. Um, it's just there's lots of brick as well, and it's I don't know. This is gorgeous. This is, I'm like I really wish we could be here for Oktoberfest now. This would yeah. be so sick. Yeah, I already do some. Um, but no, I'm, I'm super impressed. The, uh, everything is, is so exceptionally well made. Um, I, I'm very, very impressed with, uh, with all the beer. This, like I said, this Pilsner is just incredible. And uh, yeah, I was genuinely looking forward to this podcast because, I'm, like I said, I'm just into all this, uh, you know, the crispy boys, as we call it, in uh, Ontario. You know what I mean? Uh, right now. And... It's it's just so cool to have all the different, really, really well made. Like you know, like you, like Sam and JP was saying that you know some you know some breweries will throw in a, a pills or a lager or a kolsch, whatever here and there, but these guys is all they do. So they've like nailed it to a point where I would you know it could be argued that a lot of other breweries sort of maybe don't don't sort of uh, dial it in as much just because it's not their thing. Where this is their whole entire business model. Um, so to have that is just so cool. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's exceptional. I'm just, I feel like I'm learning a lot about German beers. I'm not sure if uh, you guys are, are as familiar as we are. But, um, you know, I'm really enjoying the, uh, the German styles right now and learning a bit more about it. Apologies if uh, you already know all this stuff. Uh, I'm asking the questions sort of are a little more on the, uh, you know, the one-on-one end. For my, myself, I, I want to know more about um, these type of beers and, uh, you know, how they came about and, um, you know, what the differences are specifically between them. It's, uh, you know, it's pretty cool and unique. I like it a lot. Oh, look at those bad boys. So we got our, our Hoka Pilsner coming in just a moment. No worries. Fantastic. Because, here, I'll give you the one, Scott. Hey, whatever, brother. Thank we you just so much. The, we just kicked the keg, so that's why I got to change them bad boys. Love it. Look at that. It's a rainbow. And this is when... Are we still rolling here? Yeah, still rolling. All right. Sometimes it's so, yapped to myself So this is it's perfect. That's what I like. That's after after uh, watching some of your roll. previous episodes, I was like, okay, great. You we can just point. go be ourselves. Man, it's so uh, I like that. Um, so, yeah, we're going to try a few. And now this it. is going to bite me in the butt because yes. we had JP, our expert here, and hey, now he's we're going to talk correct. about three different be- uh, four hey, different four. styles of beer. Uh, without JP, although we touched on the Hope at Pilsner earlier. Yes, we got but, the, um, the general point. But we've got our uh, our Vienna. If you start from the right, we've got our Vienna which Amber is... Lager, which is right here. That guy. Yep. We're going to be doing redoing some of the branding soon, but so a or a Vienna style. Okay. So again, basically just a little bit, a little bit um, more bready, more malty. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, that is right. Let's get the photo. Mm. You know the drill. I like that. So it's still on that sharp carbonation, definitely breadier and maltier. Yes, I was just tasting. Make sure we got the right one. Yeah, tasting it next to the October there. Mm. So the Vienna, um, and and the story, the way I heard it was that they just were a little bit more. um, Here, I'll hold the. uh, Yeah, perfect. Thank you, sir. All right. There we go. Just get the t-shirt in there. (laughs) I really like your hat, by the way. Play on the uh, Von Dutch. I like that. So oh yeah, it, it kind of looks like that. Is that what it's supposed to be? I don't know. Do you remember I, that brand? I, no, I don't know it. Yeah. From like the '90s, there were like the the trucker hats. Okay. And like it was like Paris Hilton. Was, whenever Paris Hilton was mm. Von Dutch, remember that? Oh my gosh, Paris Hilton. Yeah, I know. Is that a throwback? Wow. Yeah. yeah I don't mean to bring, bring her up. Yeah. <laughs> but I just mean no it just reminded me of that. I like that. I thought that was kind of like a play. Yeah. On yeah. yeah. No, I don't even know before. what it is. You know, we have this amazing woman who does our our Thank person. Thank you. Does our, those are the Hopes. Yes. Um, all right, we got our Hope right. Pilsners here. Um, Is this the Hope Pilsners? Well? Yes, yes. Okay. So we're going to give you an even fresher one. Switch it out. Yes. Bam. Can we give that one to the camera woman? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Baby, do you want to. Camera woman? <laughs> Please? So Tiffany, sorry, can we use your name? Yeah, yeah. oh no, it's okay. Tiffany. Everybody knows Tiffany. Lovely Tiffany. I thought Tiffany was the on-air talent when you first arrived. Hey, that's fair. That's I mean, fair. I know that I know that you're on air, but I assumed a I assumed guy. that you were here to be to be <laughs> on to be air the, as well. Like, oh. I figured they were stepping up their game. I was like, people are tired of a bunch of bearded guys. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring some beautiful let's, women let's into the picture, yeah. right? Yeah, we missed uh, it. Enough. Okay, Sam, we'll start a petition. A GoFundMe. But the story I heard on the Vienna style was that basically. You know, Austrians are pretty precise. Uh, Germans are really, really mm. precise. And the story was that, that the you know the you've got the, the Hellas, known as a Munich Hellas, technically, yes. um, was uh, they roasted the malt, they dried the malt so carefully that it wasn't over roasted at all, and that in Vienna they didn't quite dry it as carefully, and so it was a little bit more roasted, and hence ah, that was the it. hence the slightly deeper. 
color yeah. and more bready. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it's what I heard. You know what? And I've repeated it me? multiple times. So Hey, until you get uh, refuted, mm-hmm. it's facts. JP's and then uh, next in line is a dunkel. The dunkel. If we're coming from the right. Yes, let's do that. And uh, dunkel. dunkel, dark in German. Dunkels. A dark style means? of beer. Yeah, absolutely. It's very simple. Cheers, Our beers are very creatively named. <laughs> dunkel, Vienna. Hey, just facts. Um... We laughed that about another. Awesome. We laughed about another company that makes a beer called "I Dunkled in My Shorts," and then we found out that they were that they'd won awards. And we're like, oh, oh, good on. Um, so yeah, here's our here's our dunkel. Dunkel means dark. Yeah, it means dark in German. So it's a dark beer. Okay. Uh, and not, the... not a Schwarz beer. Schwarz beer would be yes. Black that's a whole different beer. thing. Yep. We do do a seasonal uh, called Trösten, a beer that actually has a name, not just a style what for a that? name. Okay. And Trösten means comforting. But our Trösten is a, a Schwarz, uh, basically a Rauch Schwarz beer, a smoked Smoke black beer. Right. Yeah. But uh, but Dunkel just meaning dark. Right. And yes, okay. we can fit it. We can in do here. that. There we go. So we know. Right. <laughs> Thank you, sir. This is great. This and, is so smooth. Uh, yeah, so, and that's one of the things I like about the Dunkel. Mm. You can drink the Dunkel, and then you can drink the Helles, mm. and you can still taste them both. And I think that's a testament yeah. to both beers. You know, the fact that the Dunkel doesn't overpower you, so it doesn't oh. get overly malty. It's like it's it disappears five, at the end, 5.7. Mm-hmm. It disappears, mm-hmm. like the, uh, the roastiness sits yeah. there. You get yeah. the flavor, but it doesn't linger and kind of yeah. ruin your palate, so I can see that. We've had times on a hot day when, you know, mm. you go into the cooler and you say, oh, I'm going to grab some some short fills, you know, the quality control beers. Yeah, the ones and, like, the only go. thing there is Dunkel, right. you know, and it's 90 degrees out. And you're like, well, it wouldn't have been my first choice for a 90-degree day, but it still goes down well. Yeah. Oh, man, this is beautiful. I really like Dunkel's. This- don't they normally have like a bit of uh, banana, or is that a Dunkel Weiss? That, that would be a Dunkel Weiss. Yeah, it's yeah. We have different. not yet made a Dunkel Weiss, um, but yeah, the Dunkel. I mean, it's just oh, a man. very. It's still crisp. It, yeah. it surprises people. So two things that we often hear. Sometimes people come to the hotel here, so they'll try our beer because they're here. Right. And we have heard so many times you know I don't really like beer but I like your beer from the person who maybe wouldn't have had a beer at all but that would be those kind of people and then you know I don't really like dark beers but I like your dark beer we hear that over and over right it's a nice I it's a nice thing about a variety pack as well in, oh you do those we nice. do our, our variety 12 pack yes. and I can guarantee you so many times the Dunkel is the last beer that people drink out of the variety pack and then it changes their mind on Whoa. what a Dunkel can be I like uh, I think dark beers get a bad rep yeah. In, in the non-beer world, um, so this is the type of beer that really is going to convert people. It's definitely it, it's definitely more of a seasonal thing as well. I think um, so when it's colder out. So that's why our our, our Thrusen, um, our, our dark smoky beer. So it's a, a little darker than the Dunkel. Mm-hmm. That really comes out in the late fall for late fall through winter, which is a great right. time for a darker beer like that. Right. But Perfect. Dunkel's good all year round. But there are some places, some of the, the hotter places uh, where we sell our beer, they'll say, you know, we're going to not carry Dunkel in the summer. And that's fine. And then other places you go to, uh, they're just going crazy for Dunkel. Hmm. Uh, right so now, it's... our southernmost market uh, just keeps adding Dunkel to their orders. Yeah. So it's pretty funny. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, you never know. Hey, you can't call it sometimes. And then, uh, so Hoppy then we'll pills. go to the Hoppy Pills, oh. the the Tom Everett Wedding Pills. Oh, yeah, Tom. Please, please forgive us, Tom, if you wanted to stay incognito, but... Well, sorry, Tom. Everyone knows you now. Prost. Yes, sir. Oh, I so, see. And it's interesting because, yes, now you can compare it to the... Uh, 
Oh yeah, traditional you American. Compare it to the the Bohemian. This is great. And it's interesting because what I noticed with this, and again, and I am not a cicerone yeah. level two. I am not no. a cicerone level one. So <laughs> so. Um, what I say doesn't have to be accurate. No, uh, make but it up what slowly. I notice is how I really feel the hops on the back of my mouth yeah. uh, at the end of this, and nice you know, versus uh, JP was mentioning earlier that we we ended up not dry hopping this. You know, so with the dry hops, you tend to get a lot on the aroma. Yeah, of course, you're still out. getting some on the aroma here, but I really notice I'm feeling it at it's, the back end. And it's it's in the palate. It's mm-hmm. uh, definitely a lot significantly fruitier, less peppery than perhaps uh, that one. And I gotta say, I really enjoyed drinking those at Tom's wedding. Oh yeah, I'm and, sure. Uh, you're still I managed it? to go home and put the kids to bed and come it's back it. to the wedding, and then a sign that I'm maturing, I'm 46 now, sign that I'm maturing, yeah. I left the wedding when I got the hiccups. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. Right. It was you nice to be walking distance. That's yeah. a great thing about when people Having get married on our property. Yeah. Yes, I can walk Stumble home. home. Yeah, no yeah. I wasn't stumbling. I was only hiccuping. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. Walking confidently. Yes, yes, absolutely. And properly. Yeah. Let's do the photo. So, if we may. Yeah. This is really, really good. Oh, I like Hopper. this. Yes. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Such an interesting, um, like, twist on it. Mm-hmm. And this is five what? Five four. Nice. Does it list as 5-4? Yeah, four? yeah four. it does. I couldn't remember. Oh, right. so well, It should because it's basically the same recipe as our regular Bohemian Pilsner. Yes. Um, but just, and um, now, now we're going to go to, I believe we're finishing with uh, Oktoberfest, which is great because that's the new season coming up. And then it. I'm going to run out of here because, funny enough, um, we're bottle feeding some calves. Okay. We have some, orf- one is orphaned, one got chased deep into the woods by coyotes, and one the other one. Oh, the other one was smallest of twin calves okay. and uh, wasn't getting enough milk. So we're bottle feeding these calves and That's very uh, kind. happens to be that a friend of a friend is in town and she works at a zoo and she's really excited to bottle feed calves tonight. That's so amazing. I'm going to go meet them I love it. Uh, in just a moment after Perfect. we taste our... This bad boy. Right, right up there for Right in our wheelhouse when it comes to any seasonal for us to make. An Oktoberfest so October is Fest. the perfect one. Well, first of all, and cheers. Prost. Oh, nice. Thank you, sir. So this one is, what is this one? So we are at 5.6 and 35 IBUs. 5.6, 35. And a traditional style Oktoberfest. Yeah, malty. And you can feel that, that malty. It's like kind of caramel. Ready caramel. Yep, caramel is a word that gets used a lot describing this beer. And uh, yeah, like yeah this is our, our biggest seasonal. This and is again, the big one. Um, this is the one that's really focused for this month. Yep. September yep. Now. And and this will be the so this is that sort of late summer into early fall seasonal that transitions into the thrust and the dark smoky. Right. Um, but definitely of our seasonals, it's the one that it's we the one that we produce the largest volume of. I love it. Um, and and it's great. And there are a, a bunch of great bars in this country that only carry uh, German Oktoberfest beer. Right. Uh, and they, you know, we would say, hey, let's, you know, why don't you try some of ours? Nope, we only carry German Oktoberfest. Okay. And then they try ours. And then they like... And then we have changed some minds. So right. we're, we're very proud of our, our placements at a few different spots that, that would otherwise all have to cross an ocean. And they don't have to cross an ocean. Not which even... Which is the way I think it should be. I think oh, that yeah. when we go to Europe, I think we should drink European beer. Yeah. I don't think Europe needs our beer. Um, and I think that when we're here, we should drink American beer. And I'm I think with that... that it's not, not uh, as fresh. When it's I'm like, in Florida, I'll drink Miller Lite. No. <laughs> no. Relax. <laughs> hey, we're not going to go uh, 
But, but you know, I think there's a lot to be said for the fact that, that beer doesn't need to travel a tremendous distance. It's heavy and it's perishable. Very and, true. And uh, so let's drink our Oktoberfest in the U.S. And uh, there are plenty of things to drink. When we're there's there. a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm looking forward it. next time I go back to Canada to, to try some more of the, the new up-and-coming lagers, the craft lagers that you guys yes. have. Yes. And try some more Dieu du Ciel, but I understand yes. they're making some lower alcohol beers, because I used to associate everything they did with the being like eight plus ABV. No, DDC are doing some, uh, it's actually their 20th anniversary this Saturday. Nice. Unfortunately, we're not going to be there, but they, uh, yeah, they're doing, they definitely do a, a much wider range. Yeah, they no, I've been hearing that, so I'm excited to go back and try more. Oh, yeah. That's obviously a great That's brewery. around the corner from us. If you're yeah. in town, let us know. Like, it's, uh, I will. they got some great, great stuff. I will. And really, when I go back cool. to Toronto, I can have a steam whistle. Oh, the same as good Do one them. thing. Do one thing and do it well. I like That's, that concept. It's very uh, it's very interesting. Yeah. They've done very, very well off it there across the country. I think they're one of the only breweries that literally across the country. Okay. It's very difficult. Are they have they gone macro already? Are they oh, already no, no. at the point now they're no, no, no. they're still they're still in the craft oh, yeah. sphere. They have yep. out. they're yep. keeping it keeping it very, very raw. I think they're the literally the only brewery. I think they make an unfiltered version that they do okay. at beer festivals. Yeah. But that's the only so like variant. or however whatever terms Keller or I think they just call it unfiltered, but okay. technically that's probably what it is. Yep. Um, and I've, I haven't tried that one. I heard it's really great. I've only had it in the bottles and uh, whatever, but I heard it's fantastic. I haven't done the tour, but I heard it's amazing from the brewery, and I heard the, uh, the beer festival is the way to go. My first, they do it really well. my first steam whistle was on a Porter Airlines flight. So oh yeah, you gotta Recently? love that experience. Yeah. Oh if, no, a few years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. they actually changed now. Another brewery got that. I heard uh, contract, that. I heard yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but yeah. Uh, well, then, still... I mean, whatever. It could still was business is business. But, but it was neat because that was how I became aware of Steam Whistle. And next thing I knew, I was actually staying in the Intercontinental in Toronto. Oh, and I could look down. I could see the Steam Whistle brewery from, from my window. Yeah, That's amazing. Cool. That's yeah. super sick. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much time you have. So we got two. Yeah. I don't know how much. I can, like, I can create a few minutes. Okay. My mom's so, helping feed. My, so my mom's not helping. My mom's feeding the cats. She's feeding the cats. I help occasionally. You help a little. She's feeding. Watch. And, uh, and Julie is there as well. Okay. So you're yes. okay. So there's two things. Basically, we have a lightning round, yep. which is a bunch oh, okay. of really quick questions. Oh, cool. Um, but I do want to ask briefly about the lodge and the maple syrup and stuff. Oh, do you yeah. want to talk yeah. about that? Just yeah. like touch oh, on yeah. This will take, we can make this quick. Yeah. Um, tell us about the other businesses. So on this property, it actually started with a lodge. Yeah. So we have 2,600 acres here. So we, we bought, my family bought one farm in 42. They bought another farm, added onto it a, a couple months later. Uh, it's, my father's continued to grow the property. So, uh, Cross-country skiing in the winter, mountain biking in the summer, amazing hiking and trail running. We host a bunch of, we host an ultra marathon every year, a mountain marathon, yeah. a bunch of great outdoor events. A disc golf course right out here, right behind us. Nice. Disc golf course conveniently starts and finishes at right here at the beer hall. <laughs> um, and Very yes, convenient. we're making our own maple syrup. We have a herd of cattle, which provide the beef for uh, most of the burgers that we do here on the property. Those are the cattle that we're about to go bottle feed. feed. Yep. <laughs> And um, we actually feed the spent grain from the brewery to mm -hmm. our cattle as well. That's so it's cool. grass-fed beef, yep. but you can actually feed spent grain to grass-fed beef, uh, grass-fed cattle, um, because most of the starches have been removed. So it doesn't have that negative health impact of feeding whole grain to cattle. That's so cool. Uh, pigs, raise our own pigs here, chickens, fresh eggs, uh, big garden. Uh, wow. Significant um, syrup operation, nothing to compete with Quebec. Uh, you guys are oh, you the guys world's are yeah. number one producer. 
Uh, Vermont is number two after Quebec. We, uh, we so we're proud of what we do. I think we should merge. Well, we appreciate what you do because the price controls enacted by Quebec, right. which are totally onerous on. for many of the farmers in Quebec, actually help to control and maintain the world price of syrup so that the rest mm-hmm. of us who are allowed to produce without limits right. are able to uh, benefit from that. Yeah. Quebec. So Help thank you. That. Yes. Cheers, Quebec. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> uh, and uh, yes, a lot of other things. I can never remember all the different all the things that we offer don't. on the property. The history tours are big as well, obviously, with The Sound of Music, uh, and that's a nice opportunity to, to interact with a lot of people for whom, for many of them, The Sound of Music has, has been a really big part of their lives, yeah. and it means a ton to them, and it's, it's pretty neat when... A casual interaction at the end of a tour with people um, means a lot to them. All the tours are finished by family members, if, if not led by a family member. That's we it. go today, I probably spent close to an hour with the group uh, at That's the very end. That's cool. So, yeah. I love that you guys are doing that, and uh, you know, it's a win for you because yeah. it's letting people know, but it's also like, like I know that was what we, it was up until we were looking at it in the car. It was the number one grossing film of all time. Right now, it's still the it's still in the top. Is it really? It's amazing, amazing. Number yeah. three, and I think it is the number one musical. Would and, be uh, no, it's amazing, and it means so Everyone much. Everyone knows. So, all so, you know what? Like it is estimated. Well, this number comes from probably ten years ago. It was estimated that over one billion people had seen uh, the Sound of Music, whether in you know the play or the movie form. And the fact that it's that positive, and and means that much to people, is really cool. So, so that's Perfect. one of the really neat aspects of our roles here is just interacting with people and yeah. having a chance to to you know make someone's day it's like being a billionaire you know when it's time to leave a well it's not so, really like i i all right I, I would take an island with a plane and a helicopter maybe over being a bunch trap but you know the benefits of being a billionaire i would surf right. every day every day yep and that's it but uh and that's pretty much it yes and read and read um, and drink high quality <laughs> lagers of course but um but no I, I joke it's like being a billionaire but when it's time to leave a tip so so a, a very wealthy person can can leave a tip at the end of their meal that really makes a difference to their server yes. but it really doesn't cost the the wealthy person that much it doesn't affect their their situation yeah. but it makes a big difference to the server and and that's the analogy I use for for the interactions that we have with people we can take a few minutes to chat with someone for whom the sound of music means a lot. I can't tell you how many times people say, you know, I've been married for for 50 years and our first date was the sound of music. That's so so cool. it's it's pretty neat for us on these tours to chat with those people and yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Do you ever get sick of it? That's why I was a little hesitant to ask you. I didn't want to like, yeah, hey man, let's talk like, you know what I mean? No, but no, it's a, it's a really good question. And um, absolutely, of course, you can you can hit the point where you're you're a little more tired in the same yeah. way that you can you know, people who you love, some of your favorite people, you can occasionally be like, dude, I'm fed up with you. Go away for a moment. Uh, the key is balancing it, and that's what's so great about working with my sister, who is very involved in the operation here, and my mom and my dad. Uh, one of my cousins, Carla, comes over and helps out with the history tours as well, and and that means that it, you know, we, we spread it out and we don't get overwhelmed with too much of it. My dad's been answering sound and music questions for much Forever. of his life. Yeah, so bet. for him, you know, he doesn't have to finish, finish as many history tours as we do. Right. Um, I find that as long as I pace myself, um, it's, it's okay. It's not too yeah. bad. Okay, yeah. good. Because I, I was definitely conscious of not letting that overtake the beer because we're here for the beer. But it is a key element of sort of, you know, it's what a big you're part of the story. And stuff, and it's, it's the reason, uh, why, it's one of the reasons why Vaughn is in the name of our brewery. I found out it means people uh, are, 
Does of, that mean the Baron? It, uh, well, the Vaughn means of or from, right. but basically it was part of the title, the title of Baron. Right. Um, it, well, actually, the Vaughn, my, my family earned the Vaughn, I believe, first, and then uh, Baron later. But yeah, basically it was sort of part of the family title, and that's why it's the Trap Family Lodge, right. um, the name specific. of the resort, because when my family first came over, they dropped the Vaughn. Right, and uh, then they kept that. Then, the then they brought it back, too. so it was, exactly, Trap Family Singers, and then Trap Family Lodge. But then later, uh, most of them took the Vaughn back. So I have one aunt who goes by Trap, all the rest of us go by Vaughn. Um, yeah, we were, we were proud of what the family did to, to earn that. I love it, man. Yeah. It's super cool. And just the, the lodge, so I think we didn't touch on that. So you actually have a ski lodge. Yeah, so cross-country skiing, 65 kilometers of cross-country skiing right here. So people right. can stay here and ski right out of their room, and it's, it's world-class. And a ton of vertical as well, so uh, I do a lot of backcountry skiing here. Okay. Uh, my, my work between college and here was in the ski industry, and so I love to get out and explore in these woods. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll get you back here sometime in the I winter. Would, I've never skied in my life. Drink some Thriston, and I'll teach you. Bro, I would love yeah. to. Yeah. All um, right. I was just actually thinking how sick this uh, All right. would look in the winter. Yeah. Um, mm. Before you run off, should lighting we just do a real quick lighting me, round? Okay. Put me on we'll the make spot. it quick. Normally, we joke and call this the molasses round, because it yeah. ends up being Yeah, because people go really minutes, slowly. Yeah. And they just do it. So yeah, I just wish JP were here for this. Yeah, because there's actually some brewing questions, so we'll yeah. skip those ones. It's okay. The football comes first. Uh, guilty pleasure beer. Beer you would be embarrassed to admit to a beer nerd you would enjoy. Miller Lite. Miller Lite, yeah, go there. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, when it's hot. It. When it's hot. <laughs> Opposite, beer you would decline under any circumstances. Oh, go to a barbecue, you don't have any of this gorgeous pills. You know, the ones that have too much... I, I, yeah, anything with too much like crazy esoteric. I don't need vanilla... Lactose. Or, uh, I, I'm okay with lactose beers, but I, just, I don't need vanilla oh, in my beer. Okay. I'll just Can say I ask, that. Yeah. We have a joke with a bunch of other beer uh, riders that uh, we always joke about team lactose or team no lactose. Oh, yeah. I enjoy milkshake IPAs. I think it's like fun yeah. and interesting. Yeah. You're cool, you team have, lactose? Absolutely. Totally. Totally. No problem with that. My man. Absolutely. In the morning. Gotta in the morning. Lactose like cereal. In the evening. Yes. No, no, no. None of the yes. evening because that can really affect <laughs> yeah, the uh, exactly. constitution. We don't want that. <laughs> Favorite beer style? Lagers. Oh, yeah. Hellas Lager. Hellas Lager yeah. specifically? Uh, least favorite. Doesn't mean you hate it, just least favorite. Least favorite. It's tough. Uh, not a style, just low quality, mass produced. Bad beer. Love it. Uh, desert Island beer. Stuck on a desert island, you get one beer forever. Our Hellas. That's about to say. I'm a little biased. I kind of get Pilsner. Yeah. It's Pilsner. Pilsner. Yeah. A lot of people, it's the Pilsner. Epic. Yeah. Beer trend predictions. What's going to be popping next? Being that probably you could argue that this stuff is already popping now. Yeah, for... So all the kids drink it. You know, I'm going to go back. It's already popular, but I think it's only going to gain uh, lower ABV. I think people are going to realize... Session. I think yeah. I think it's, it's already there, so this isn't really a prediction, but I think people... We like drinking beer. You know, we want to have a bunch of them. Yes, And we do. so I think people are going to realize more and more that's, that's why the Hellas is my go-to. I like the flavors of all our beers, but... Like you're gonna watch a football game with friends, or you've gone out to meet with a bunch of good folks that you want to spend hours with at the bar. You know, you don't want to let, let's let's have lower. Step. Yeah, let's go with less alcohol and extend our lives. Marathon. Yeah, love it. Not lose our licenses. At, at very important. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. Yes, don't drink in Australia. Drive. They have this thing that was like, you drink and drive, you're a bloody idiot. They say you're a bloody idiot on billboards. Yeah. Very strange country. Very strange country. <laughs> um, favorite up and coming breweries? Anything that you think is uh, any breweries that you, you're you're a fan of? 
oh man, there's a ton here in Vermont. So there's here's one that, that people don't hear about that much. Uh, Trumer Pills over in California, Northern California. They're in either Berkeley or Oakland, and they've been there for a few years. They're not going to hit the you know the style the way the you know Treehouse, uh, you know, or Trillium are grabbing everyone's attention, but. Talk about quality loggers on the East Coast. Uh, strong connections to Austria. Again, I'm a little biased, so hey, hey. yeah, keep Good an eye problems. out for that. If you go to the, if you go to the no, West Coast, absolutely. What's it called again? Trumer Pills, T R U M E R, and the original brewery is from the Obertrum Lake outside of Salzburg. And yeah, they they brought their brewmaster over for three months to help get it all trained and set up. So for quality. Uh, pills in mm-hmm. this country. If you're not on the East Coast, that's have a the way to go. Pills. Absolutely, love nice. it. That sounds great. Uh, favorite beer city, destination, or country? I haven't been there yet. Asheville, North Carolina. I can't I wait to so go down with it. all the stuff going on. Yeah, there's man. obviously a reason why so many people have chosen to to go there. Yes, and I also that's have a strong crazy. affinity with the folks at uh, Highland Brewing, which are out of that uh, area there? as okay. well. Yeah, yeah, we got some that's great advice from them. Nice. As we were getting our, our program going and really Fantastic. good people. I heard yeah. it's a beautiful area too. Mountains. Yeah, good mountain biking. Yeah. And I believe that being in the mountains there, that the quality of their water has Must to have play a big role in what's yeah. going on. Yeah. It's too, too many. It's too consistent across yeah. the world, the mountain exactly. areas. Uh, underrated style brewery city country. Just something that's underrated. This is why it's called the molasses round. So we do just pause the camera right it. now. It's supposed to do that. Like sometimes some yeah. people do it in like five minutes, but... Yeah, it's just more often than not. It's like you know, I'm gonna go with a, a, a contrarian response to underrated. Do it, and I'm gonna say uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and it's okay. obviously it's not underrated. They sell a ton of it, but in this day and age, with people flocking to so many new beers, there's so much of a focus on the new and shiny mm-hmm. that I think some of the really high quality beers. Are getting uh, getting forgotten, mm-hmm. and uh, the the Sierra Nevada Pale that would nice. you know if you'd asked me this question uh, eight years ago before we had a brewery I would have said Sierra Nevada as my Denver. desert island beer. Yeah, interesting. I want to try it again. I haven't tried it. People keep talking. Well, about that's it, what so happens sometimes when something like you, it you know that's the, it's the curse of success. You you do yeah. well. Another talk about another underrated brewery, Firestone Walker. Yeah. Look at what those guys do. Yeah. But uh, but again, a lot of folks. I don't know. It's just. I agree. We yeah. did a podcast with them last year, and I really enjoyed what they were doing. That was nice. Cool. In the one in Venice, they have the small yeah. one, little one in Venice. They're doing like pilot brewers, experiments, and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, so I, I just heard about that. You're about? Yes. Yeah, super yep. nice. The the it was just a brewer there, and Evan the now he's a head brewer out there, and he's running the show. And it's a cute little place, like nice, good beer in a, in a cool area. And uh, they know what they're doing. I think they're exactly in, what they're doing. They may be in all fifty states. I'm not I wouldn't sure. be surprised if yeah. it's a serious uh, district. Yeah. Mess around those guys. Uh, best beer you ever drank in your life. Often situational. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give a a funny situational. I've been trying to replay this in my mind to figure out um, why it is. Actually, no, I'm going to change my answer. Um, Best beer I ever drank in my life. Um, A basic Helles Lager at the Augustino Broi in Salzburg. It's this brewery in a church in Salzburg, and it's my happy place. Um, It's... Partly because when I'm in Salzburg, I'm not working. Yeah, uh, maybe I am. Maybe there's some appearances attached, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Augustina Broy. That's that's my happy place. Okay. Yeah. And what was the beer? Was it just the house? It's, it's, it's their house. Yeah, house. and it comes out of wooden wooden kegs. Damn. And they brew it right there in the church. And when I'm in Salzburg, I'm with good friends, and 
Yeah, it's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a very good point. Situational. Yeah, that's what most of it is. Like a lot of brewers are always like, "Oh, it's a Budweiser on the lake with my dad. We're yeah. fishing something." Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, it's, it's completely different. Favorite beer of all time. Favorite beer of all time. I can't Tough answer one. that because I'm biased. Be biased. Yeah. You can say it's really um, That's okay. Well, like, it probably would be, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go back to the Agostino Broy because of the, well. the, yeah, the situation. Uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna come back to that one. We we'll come back to that one later. That's from yeah. uh, Death Row Beer and Neil Perry. Final beer, Neil Perry. What would it be? It would you be. You're gonna go with the, with the sessionable. You're gonna go with something like 15. percent Yeah, no, you Just know, throw us I'm off. gonna go with a Hellas. With a Johannesburger, which is made from our cattle here, with a small metal file hidden underneath the bun of the Johannesburger. I don't give up easily. I'm getting out. I'm getting out. I like it. No. 104 episodes, no one said that. I'm getting out. I don't give up. Not till the very end. Yeah. I may not go down with honor, but I'll that, go down hey, scrapping. Yes, I was thinking yeah. about honor. When is death row? That is amazing. Uh, these are all brewing questions. Favorite hop? Mm. Favorite pearl. That's it's in. It's in. It's not the one that jumps out. It's not the aggressive the one that you grab. Kind of but it's in all of our beers, and it grows uh, right here on our property as well. Amazing. But we basically use pearl in every single beer we make. If Amazing. pearl disappeared, we'd be screwed. Yeah. Is that triple pearl or is it just pearl? I I just know it as pearl. P e r l e. Yeah. Yeah. German. It's a noble hop. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That was the... You did it. You nailed it. All right. It. You got it. I got it. Sam, mate, I don't want to hold you up. Yeah, Thank you yeah, so no, much no for hanging out. I think I'll still be able to, still to maybe it. join these folks. No, please. Uh, last yeah. question was, where can people find you guys online? Uh, you can find us at... Uh, trap Family? Uh, so, trapfamily.com yeah. and uh, vontrapbrewing.com. Perfect. Yeah. That's where and, you get it. Yeah, and keep an eye out for us. We've been enjoying expanding into some other states, so keep an eye out for us. Absolutely. We're in ten, 10 states in New England and the Northeast now. I love it. Yeah, it's exciting. That's great, Proud man. of my dad. I love it, man. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you so much for having us. Really, really Thank appreciate you. it, Sam. Thank yeah. you so much. Guys, if you enjoyed the episode, mate, smash this thumbs up, hit subscribe below, and hit the notification bell so you know when the new episodes drop. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast. Check out the long-form audio so you can hear very attractive gentlemen like Sam right here and JP, who's also very attractive. Uh, yap about great, great beer stuff. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. That is it, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.